quick warning, we will be talking about the movie Cuties this evening. It is extremely adult, not safe for work. And it, it we will be talking about the sexualization of children and the betrayal in this movie and what we think of it. We are joined by a psychologist to help us break it down and make sure that we're on the right track. If this isn't for you, I would suggest uh, go ahead and just move on and skip this episode. Thank you. This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 255. Joining me this evening, Mac. You're very crisp this evening. Am I crisp? I will be, uh, you speak, I am going to be focusing <laughs> on snap judgments and snarky comments as usual. <laughs> okay, and Ian is with us. Greetings and salutations, people. We have Mad Cat. And howdy and hello, and let's stop this cancel BS. <laughs> we have the dumbass himself. I once stole a pornographic book that was printed in Braille. I used to rub the dirty parts. <laughs> I, I can imagine the dots would be rub off, rubbed off at some point, right? You've been stealing grandma's books again. Yeah. And, hey, guys, wait. We have a special guest this evening, Saber Thompson. Hello. Per- she's a professional sex educator, and yes, we are uh, a bunch of amateur sex out. educators. <laughs> We are going to get educated. Oh, us. man, we just we just walked <laughs> all over. Today is, a, today is a very special episode. We won't be following our usual format. All right. Say hello, Saber, uh, one please. Of, one of us will be uh, <laughs> announcing that uh, he or she is dying, and uh, three of us will be forming a uh, love triangle. <laughs> I am dying. Saber, you just have to to jump in there, Saber, because these people won't shut up. Just uh, t- j- say hello. <laughs> Not to it, Saber. Sorry, what was that? We like we like to hear our voice as much as you do, so you got to jump in here. Don't be shy. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, so basically my connection here is I am a professional sexual educator. Um, I have over a decade worth of self-study experience and six over six years of training and um, in various classes and... Um, specialties, uh, et cetera, including BDSM, pornography, um, and uh, like sex work and things of that nature. I am also a professional sex worker. I create my own content um, and uh, direct other people's films and help other sex workers get it, uh, like boost their business and things like that. Um, And I also do sexual education for people who are trying to Uh, engage with sex workers in a safe way, uh, especially right now during COVID Um, (laughs) and things like that. Um, I also help people with their dating profiles. So like anything involving sex, anything involving sexualization, anything involving pornography, uh, I have had my hand in it in some way or another for the past 10 years. Um, And I'm I'm an expert. I'm literally an expert. So. (laughs) So. Oh, my God, oh. we have an actual expert. We have somebody on this show who knows what they're talking about. I, I, okay, th- I, I think this is this, this goes against our image. We, I think this, this might be our last we, show. We, we might be done yeah, now. This goes, this goes way against our half-assed way of doing things. I, I don't know if we can handle this. So we have a special topic this evening because we all, I think we all, did everybody watch the movie Cuties? Yes. Uh, I, uh, I did not. I, did I not got the idea of it. it. I read about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get to watch it, but I have seen Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, well, that's that. We can do that movie later. <laughs> okay. Was that our homework? That was your homework. Yes, to watch the movie. Oh, my God. Has. oh no. Well, don't yeah, worry, Mad, Mad Cat. Um, 
considering how many people have already judged the movie without watching it, um, you know, you, you, your judgment's probably already far better than theirs. Are you talking about Ted Cruz? That, that guy is the <laughs> epitome of outstandingness. I'm sure he's watched the movie. It is actually really interesting how many people I personally know that are very leftist and um, very progressive who full-on despise this movie and are preaching against it, um, even having watched it, because really? uh, their notion of what should be allowed to be shown, etc., is based on, like, we have to never, ever show this because... Because bad people might see it, and it's like, right. okay, that's that's everything. Literally everything in the world is like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you? I mean, yeah. you don't get more evil than Ted Cruz, and and he has the option to see this. Well, I was surprised. Um, do you guys know who Ben Shapiro is? Yes. Oh uh, uh, yeah. He he did a video having watched Cuties and saying, you know what? It's not what everyone's making it out. He was actually fairly. It's uncomfortable. Yep. If, if, if you're going to be uncomfortable with it and you really don't want to be uncomfortable, don't watch it. But what they're saying about it, it's not as you know, it's not the way it's being portrayed. So let, and, let me, and this, is, this is some guy that is super conservative and stuff, and he, he's like, no, it is it is what the director is saying it's supposed to be. So here's yeah. what oh, here's oh. what is on IMDb. Amy, an 11 year old girl, joins a dance uh, joins dancers named the Cuties. At school and rapidly grows aware of her um, well, burgeoning femininity, upset by her mother and her values in in the process. And here's the thing that, that gets me about this movie is that it it is um, – the dancing is a small portion of the movie. Yeah. And it's the only portion that people are talking about. Right. Yeah, and uh, we should uh, mention that uh, the whole controversy started out – uh, because uh, Netflix uh, released what a lot of people uh, called a uh, an inappropriate uh, depiction, which de- uh, depicted uh, the girls in the dance crew doing uh, 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 dance-like poses, which uh, of course had yeah. sexual elements to them. Well, the marketing's um, atrocious. Wearing, wearing tight-fitting clothing. The American yeah, who, whoever was in charge of that marketing should be fired. Okay, he messed so, up yes. big time. That yes. was a lot of mistakes they, made. They, I, b- I believe that there may have been, um, looking at some of the research and things like that, there may have been some motive behind that to actually gain some traction for it here in the U.S. Uh, Netflix actually does have a history of uh, taking foreign films and over-sexualizing them in order to get people to watch them when that's not actually the the whole thread of the story. <laughs> Um, so, so it was, it's definitely something that they are commonly guilty of, but in this case, it was over, it was, it was, you know, over sexualization of minors. And that's why people freaked out as bad as they did without doing any research whatsoever, other than what QAnon was saying about it all over Twitter. So and to, to, to be, to be fair, uh, the whole film is about over sexualization of minors. In certain ways, so, right? It, um, it is about is it is particularly about how young women are perceived and how they grow up and how, unfortunately, because we pressurize young women to grow up too quickly, they also become sexual too quickly. They don't get a chance to enjoy their childhoods uh, a lot of the ways that that sometimes young boys do, etc., um, because they are so. Uh, quickly 
pu- uh, pushed to become a woman, you know, of some kind. And it's like, that's, that's a really dangerous thing to do to children. So, and one of the things I thought was done really well in the movie was it all felt awkward. You weren't supposed to sit there and say, oh yeah, this feels right. This feels good. For yeah. Everything they did was awkward. Everything. And when okay. you get to the, the big dancing at the end, you're not comfortable. You're not sitting there saying, oh yeah, I want to watch it. You're sitting kind of, uh, I, I want to turn away. And even in the movie, the audience itself is not comfortable with it. So, so you know, they did everything right to say, no, this is not what we're supposed to be comfortable with. Right. So exactly. I think that we should straight out here, there's going to be spoilers. We're, we're talking about the movie. We're going to go through it. Right. And so and so if you haven't seen it, it might be a good idea at this point to watch the movie and then come back for for um, for what we're about to do. All right. Hold on. Or, hold on. With, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, except, for, <laughs> except, except for you who didn't do your homework. Podcast, <laughs> yeah, we're just on until, uh, until you finish with the movie and then start it back up again. All right. So, I mean, it starts out with um, so our main character is Amy. And uh, she's an eleven year old girl. Uh, uh, not not Amy. I'm a, I'm a, Abi, I'm no? a, well, okay. The American uh, uh, it's a uh, Ami, Ami, right? In yes, French. Yeah. Uh it's it's Amy on on uh, on the website. So yeah. okay, so so Ami. It is also Amy in the if you don't watch it in the original French, if you watch it with the um the dubbed version, it's Amy. So I, yeah. I feel like for since I, I believe you have a mostly American audience, I think that it's safe to to use the Americanized. I would say American. Uh, it's American audience. American. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, um so so we're gonna so Ami or Amy, right? So I mean if we're doing French names, I'm going to be, you know, Brion. Wasn't Ami her last name though? Her first name was Chasing? No. No, Wrong it wasn't. Movie. No, God. <laughs> okay, and so and it, we we start out here, and 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 we we're establishing right from the beginning of the movie that this is a very religious family, right? And and we and we start out, and they're they're um she's having a prayer group, right? And they're doing their probably a Quran Bible stu- or Quran study, and and yes. she's watching her siblings out there playing, while she is is being forced to sit here. I say forced. I mean, I I I. I mean, certainly encouraged to to sit there and and listen to what they're talking about the Bible, and of course they're saying. That, I mean, if she'd gotten up and walked away, they'd have like brought her back. Probably, yeah. right? So, yeah. I, I, having grown up in a um, conservative sort of uh, religious environment of that nature, there is an element of of extreme pressure, and you don't you don't realize that you're being forced to do it until you try to take a step away okay. and then, and then you're, and then, yeah. So I would definitely forced is definitely a, a perfectly is, reasonable. And so the, the thing there. that the, the part, the part here that, that, you know, struck me. Yeah. It, the, the, the piece I took away from that is that this idea that, you know, we're, we're supposed to live in fear and we're supposed to teach our kids to live in fear of God, right? We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be, we're, uh, you know, that there, and that was very clear and this is part of the part that uh, that I saw, and I, I got annoyed annoyed at this part too because it was also about women's places and uh, yep, how absolutely. like uh, they they have a much bigger burden than boys, and uh, you know they can be easily led astray to evil. They said that right. there will be more women in hell than men. Yes, because it's women's fault that we tempt men into sin. That is a common thread through all conservative religion practices is that because of Adam and Eve, Eve tempted Adam to bite the apple, all women lead men naturally to sin unless we fight against our sinful nature to be uh, pure and holy and chaste um, and do our best 
not encourage bad behavior. Right. And so, of course, and the Muslims would only encourage bad behavior just by just by living. <laughs> so, and the Muslims have adopted that that same piece. And I don't know as much mm-hmm. about about Muslims, of course, but I do think that the the at least the First Testament, um, you know, the the the, the Torah. Um, you know, that's they, they they use the Torah for a lot of a lot of what they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. They don't reject the Torah. They probably reject, you know, the, the, the second the New Testament. It's it's basically every almost everybody uses the some format of the same book uh, as all the major religions do. Yep. And they all believe in the same God. Uh, it's just worded differently. And they pick and choose which parts they like best. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so and, and they have different nicknames for them. So here, so we have this this girl, and in in the next the next scene that I that struck me was when they were, when she was shopping. And so here here she is. Mom is working. She's an eleven year old girl. She has her two siblings with her, and she's shopping for for the family. Right? She's out she's out getting groceries, and she's watching her uh, her her peers playing in the store. Right? So the, these girls are. Yeah, the, you know this dan- the the girls that end up you know the dance troupe we we, we see that they're pretty tight knit and you know and, and we see them playing a lot and here she is she's being mom and so that they're really setting up the you know the, this dichotomy between how her ex- the expectations for her and the expectations for her peers exactly yeah um I have four younger brothers, someone older, and I was essentially a second mother to my younger siblings. Um, I started making meals for our family of six every night at the age of 10 and was expected to help with their schooling, uh, with their like getting them dressed and bathing and making sure that they did, did their chores, etc. It was it, it, that type of expectation is, is frequently placed on the eldest daughter. My older brother didn't have to do any of that. Wow. Um, it was it was all placed on my shoulders. So that is that is, that struck me like as soon as I saw that scene, my my breath like caught in my throat because I was like, I've done that. I've been eleven years old pushing my brothers around in a shopping cart trying to get them to behave while shopping for groceries. Like that 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 is a that is a literal thing that I've done even in America um as a as a you know as a young white girl and then and not living in a poverty type situation um or 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 near poverty type situation so so it was like how much worse is it for these other girls in these communities so yeah so i thought it was i think it's really they play on that theme throughout the whole movie that she is supposed to be a mom essentially at this very young age and it's like if you're telling girls that they have to have all of these skills and all of these and all these responsibilities at such a young age, like it only flows natural that they would then start to connect all the other things that make you a grown up and be like, oh, I get to do all this stuff now, right? And so that's why it's it's it can be very dangerous. But that's the sort of jumping ahead a little. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. And then the other the other key piece that that the other key foundational piece to this movie is the room at the end of the hall right so she doesn't she has to, she's in a room with her brother and she wants this room and she can't understand why she can't have this room we find out later it's because her her mom her, her dad has taken a second wife and and so and that's that is a key theme through this whole movie so so the mother is emotionally unavailable through this movie because she's dealing with the fact that her husband is is getting married to another woman right and there are even moments where uh the mother takes out her own pain on 
her daughter, which also is very frequent because a lot of times women in these communities, grown women in these communities, don't have somewhere to turn for any kind of emotional support um, because they're supposed to be perfect. They're supposed to be godly. They're supposed to be for Allah, you know, like pure and like uh, and supportive of their husbands and just be the perfect mom and the perfect wife. And inevitably they end up taking it out a lot of times on their daughters because they're like, well, I went through this as a kid, right? This is what I had to do. So you're going to, you know, you have to deal with it too. So. And you also get my conflict. Yeah. So sorry. No, to me that those were the key foundational pieces to this movie before we even move on to the, the dancing and, and her and what she, what she takes on as an outlet. They, they really do a good job of establishing her what what's going on at home and and what we what we from the outside see her expectations as being at least from her point of view sorry i'm trying not to jump in every time no it's do a... you want to jump in every time <laughs> <laughs> well i mean yeah I'm, i i know i'm i'm, I, I'm fishing now yeah, right not. i mean is there is there anything that i'm missing in setting the foundation here well let me ask I, this is a thought that i had as you were talking about how she has to be mom mm-hmm. um and you know you were talking about that culture but is it really that much better here where, you know, essentially we treat it as if a woman's not a mother or not planning on being, a, then she is valueless. Well, oh, Mac, I, I, um, I don't, I, I don't know that, that, that I, I'm making a judgment on anything as far as that's concerned. I'm just pointing out what the movie is telling me. I, as far I know, as setting I know. the foundation, I'm not, I'm not saying you're judging their. I'm not saying you're judging their culture, but I'm saying that you could you could easily apply the same commentary about young girls there to young That's girls there. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. And, we, we and, have, and of and of course, uh, you, you can't avoid judging their culture. I think their culture is wrong when they're doing that kind of thing. And then, well, our culture does it too. Well, it, but here's the thing: is that she's growing up in a Western world. Right, she's a refugee from where? Um, where is she a refugee from? Oh goodness, I know this. Yeah. Um, so she, so she's she's in France as a refugee. So, th- and that already probably makes things pretty difficult, I would imagine. Right. So, so she's come from a different culture. Now they're in France, and, and she's seeing this this Western culture around her, and and there's a stark difference between her culture and and this Western culture that she is now immersed in. Uh, it's Senegal, by the Senegal. way. She's an immigrant okay. from Senegal, and she's new to the Parisian lifestyle. Did you say Parisian? It, per, uh, so yeah, so 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 uh, they specifically live in Paris. Okay. And Paris, Paris, France is uh, culturally a lot different from, say, rural France. Okay. The same the way here. It's like it's it's like uh, if we said somebody was trying to get used to the New York lifestyle. Right. Right. Living in New York, moving to New York and dealing with the culture there and the people there is going to be far different than, say, moving out to the middle of West Virginia. You don't, you know? have, to, you don't have to go that far. You can just say New York, New York versus New York, you know, rural areas. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, just, it's, that, it's that different. Thing. And in, in Texas, it's the same way. I'm here in Houston. Rural Texas is much different than Houston or Austin or Galveston or, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know. So yeah, so so big cities versus versus rural is always going to have those those differences. I think absolutely, and I think I think what uh, Ian brought up is really important to address because uh, what you're saying about the fact that it is 
relevant to our culture, even if somebody didn't grow up that way. I think uh, many, many, many people who grew up under misogyny and under a patriarchal system, which is everyone, uh, (laughs) you know, all of these young women and uh, and non-binary people, et cetera, everybody who has experienced misogyny in some fashion um, can relate to this film. And it's important that we show these stories more. So so I think that's one of the reasons why I am so for cuties because it's like, I, I, I watched it the whole time going, that's me, that's, that's me. I, I see myself there. And I think a lot of other young women uh, especially will be able to see themselves in this film, even so, if they didn't grow up that way. So we, exactly. we have a girl here who is, uh, I, I would say, you know, compared to the culture around her, um, is, is very different. Maybe repressed is, is, an, is an appropriate word here. And she's, so she sees these girls dancing and they and it's and it's very provocative and and imagine that from her point of view you know this is this is this is very different and and it is probably very enticing um, well a big part of it though is he was trying to fit in so he saw what okay. they were doing and like oh that's interesting to me that's what they're doing i want to do that cuz i want to fit in i want to be popular i want to be part of this crowd so and there was you know, a big that part she might of, have just uh, enjoyed dancing too you know and well bitch i don't think that she's seen dancing like this before right, right. so it's new yeah, but she's watching these girls who she's, seem popular, seem like they're having fun. It's like, ooh, this is something I've not done before. I want to do it, but I also want to fit in with them. I want to be friends with them. I want them to accept me. So think, it, it, at some point, especially, cool kid. Yeah, at that point, you shut down some of the rational stuff. It's like, I don't care whether or not I feel comfortable with it. I want them to like me. So I'm going to do stuff like take the picture of the guy's penis. Even though oh, well, okay, I that's, that's later on. I mean that yeah. So that's well, that's but that, later that's on. That's one of the first things he does to try and get in with the crowd. Though. Sure, but the but the first time she sees these girls dancing and she's trying to look what they're doing, they throw rocks at her. These these catty little yeah. shits. Oh my god! Because, because because unfortunately, young women are socialized to be competitive with each other, right? Sure. For for men's attention, uh, and and even if they don't know that they're doing it for men's attention. That is what we are socialized to, you know, that's what they're like, make sure you do your makeup, make sure you dress sexy, make sure that you, that you look nice, make sure that you smile, you know, all of that stuff. So, so, make sure um, you know how to give a good blow job. Oh God. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So it is one of those things where it's like, um, these girls attack her. Right. But I also feel while they, well, yes, they're, they're little shits. <laughs> Uh, they, I also feel for them because it's like, they don't know any better, right? No one is telling them. No, obviously, clearly from like their behavior and things like that, nobody is taking them aside and going, other girls are not your competition. They aren't out to hurt you. Right. Right. Uh, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. You can all be friends. It's, it's okay. You don't have to compete with each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you know, I, I think, I think we'd be remiss in, uh, in glossing over though, that, you know, it's not just she's interested in the dancing and she wants to fit in. Fitting in is also a, a safety matter. You know, if right. you don't fit in, mm-hmm. you get attacked. Right. Mm-hmm. You are other if you are not part of a group. Right. And we, we see that a lot in this movie, you know, um, uh, because that's how one of the girls gets removed from the clique. Right. Is is she she makes she makes kind of the I guess the the head the head person in this is uh, Angela Angeli Angela. Uh, Angeli, but but again, Angeli. Angela. Yeah, the, she's kind of she's kind of the the head of the clique, right? 
she she's the one that that you know they that it kind of looks at me she she says what, what what goes at that point right she's sort of like the quiet leader of of the group but she, um, and she's also the one that befriends amy first right right she's the one that, and so and so it's it's that dynamic of of uh you know you don't want to piss her off right you piss her off you're out but she's also the one that was kind of doing outreach in the first place right so yeah. it's it's that mean girls dynamic of like let's be friends but only as long as you don't fuck up right she was a little bit better than that but 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 not in public right because <laughs> right exactly um, yeah again yeah. it's better it's 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 that private dynamic versus the public dynamic. yeah exactly you see that going on so in, in you know what am i we, we see oh. these girls and as and as she said, and she and she gets she gets to take the fourth spot because one person gets gets removed. Um, uh, Yasmin is a uh, is is removed because she turns on the they 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 really like this boy. And there's this scene where they're talking to the boy, but they have the camera off because he doesn't know who they are. And she turns the camera on and gives her the computer. And of course, now he knows that it's these these girls, right? It's an older boy, and he's already told them, "Listen, your your kids go away." Right. And so now so now, you know, that that's so that's how she gets into the into the click is that she now she now she gets to be part of, of this. She she because she's she's been filming them. She knows the dances. So now she gets to be part of it. I think I think also like a, a not I don't want to say necessarily important thing, but like a thing to notice is, is how much work and practice she puts in behind the scenes to learn the dances and even does her own research. Yes. Right. She she looks up other videos and she looks up uh, and much more adult uh, content and things like that. She's not looking at teenagers dancing anymore. Now she's looking at adults dancing and going, we should emulate that. Right. right? And and she brings that when when she does her little audition. Right. She brings that to the group and that scene in the laundry room yes. where she starts bumping and grinding it's like all I could like. I I was watching it, going, I can't see how anyone could watch a scene like this and come away. I mean, I understand that pedophiles can come away from that scene going, "That was hot," but I don't understand how anyone else could come come away from that scene and not go, "That poor girl." The look on her face, the the, the like, her body isn't even shaped to be able to do things like that. Girls look different than adults, right? They, they their their arms are are different and their faces are different. So if you're looking at that underage body and sexualizing it when she's trying to emulate these moves that are intended for, you know, women of a much older age, and and going and going, that's pornographic. It's like no, no, it's so yeah, cringy. I, I kind of gets into this. Like, I think we'll probably get into the articles later, but one of Ian's articles, I think, uh, go goes into. Um, uh, uh, that uh, very thing that um, uh, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. It, it, the scene is so cringy, right? And and it, and then and the other girl likes it, right? It's like okay, and then they incorporate that into the dance, and and we find that now Ami is she she really is the best dancer, right? She she's showing the other girls how to do isolations and. And uh, and how to improve their form and stuff like that, and and so you know the, it's kind of bringing the the nice level. And these girls, the work that they did to do this movie, I mean, they, they really are good dancers. Um, it, the amount of wor- amount of work that they did is is incredible because they, they can do the moves, whether it's cringy or not. 
um, they did the work. One of, one of the things that I that I really thought was so astounding about the film is how impressed I was by their their dance, right, right, uh, but also by how they were able to maintain this feel. I was like, those are kids, right? You know, sometimes you watch movies and there's a kid in it, and you're like, that child is trying too hard to overcompensate for the fact that they're a kid in an adult setting, right? You know, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it where you're like, it just feels very fake, like the, the, the way that they're talking, et cetera. And in this one, it's just like, you can't watch the movie going and, and pretend that they're adults. You just can't because they are so young and they are so like children, right? They are, they're 11. They act like 11 year olds. They behave like, they talk like 11 year olds. They hold themselves like 11 year olds. Yeah. It's just, it's like they're, they're kids, right? And and you're watching them be kids and, and kids do shit like that. Kids, Kids dance. Kids have fun, and and I think a, also uh, an important thing to to mention is is that dance is not inherently sexual, right? Oh, that's see that, that that's culture. in my notes. I, I'm just yeah, looking at my notes right there. Like, you know, I yeah. mean, it doesn't have to be sexual, but these kids are emulating their peers, right? That these are little girls acting like big girls. They see what the what the big girls are doing. They see what the adults are doing, and they're emulating that exactly. And because there's there's no there's nobody telling them. That it's inappropriate, right? I mean, we, we have two girls that aren't talking to their parents about this, right? Uh, so so Ami is certainly not telling her parents that she's out doing it. And Angela also is not telling her parents about this, you know? And so we know that that, that there's two girls that they, they're, not, they're, they're not getting parental guidance in this situation to say, listen, maybe you should consider what, what you're doing here. They're not, there's nobody coaching them. And, and this is all self-taught. This is all stuff that they're, they're doing, you know, in— in, in a kind of an isolated location so that so that there, there's no outside influence when they're doing these things. I remember what my point was going to be. Okay. Um, uh, the, the point is that the worry, uh, and from one of Ian's articles here, the worry <laughs> is that pedophiles might actually right. get sexually turned on uh, by these children. Not uh, So, like, uh, the reason you shouldn't show children, that's the reason you shouldn't show children like that, I, I guess, because it might encourage them I, I guess for children. Right, but, th- but but then we have to remember there's a distinction between pedophiles and pedophilia. Yeah. Well, also beyond that, um, w- when this came out, uh, yeah, like they-, they might argue then even with such a such a distinction <clears throat> that well we should we don't we don't want to uh, do anything to uh, raise the lust of the uh, people who might be <laughs> yeah of- right but but, 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 but as- go on YouTube right now put in cure competition you will find eight year old girls. In just as sexy of outfits as we saw here, threading their legs, doing all sorts of stuff, and this—they're being cheered on to do this. You put in um, t- child beauty pageant, you will find girls dressed up in very adult outfits, looking very adult, walking along the stage, trying to be sexy. Right, but here's and the thing: I'm that being that cheered on. As doing in the first place too for this child pageant. Listen, they we. It, it, this kind of this kind of talk that you know it is encouraging people to, to behave inappropriately is it, it's taking it's stripping the individuals away from their own power. We, we yeah. and people have to remember that they're that they're responsible for for their own you know for their own yeah, actions and, and, and that, this idea that, also, that, that, uh, that they can't that, control that, themselves is ridiculous. We tell us the boys all the time. We tell oh the girls can't dress sexy because the boys can't can, can't control themselves. Yep. Right. It's it's not it's not okay. And, and that and that kind of and that kind of argument also precludes any kind of uh, description of uh, any kind of uncomfortable social subject. Yeah. Any any kind right. of 
looking and, into it and showing people what it's about because yeah. oh it's inappropriate to show it to you uh, to demonstrate what's going on here right. uh, because the perverts might get off to it. Yeah, but the, the point of the movie was it's already out there. You guys, hate this is all going on. It's already out there. And you're offended because someone's pointed out to you that it's out there. It's like, yeah, don't get offended at the stuff that's saying, hey, look, look, it's awkward. We shouldn't be doing it. Get offended at the stuff that's actually encouraging it. That's um, I was surprised to find Dance Moms. I had to put this link in there. Dance Moms was apparently an actual reality show that had was showing um, young girls ages 6 to 15 doing dance competitions, and they got highly sexual. Yeah. I guess it was actually one episode. Hey, we, um, keep, we keep walking on saber skin colored tights and stuff to look naked and do um um provocative strip tease like dancing. Yep. Yeah, right. that, that that culture has been around. And, and then on TV like ten years ago. Yeah, it's it's been around and and it's 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 also uh, as a pornography expert as a pornography expert, people will sexualize everything. Yeah, you can't you can't say we can't show that because somebody will take it the wrong way. Right. Especially within the context of saying this is a bad thing. Right. Like if they would if they're just showing it, it's like, OK, maybe you, that shouldn't be a thing. Right. But if you're going, this is a bad thing. Let's show you the bad thing. Right. That's that, and they're not making it a, appealing. Right. They're not making right. it like you know, it's, it's sort of like people are like, oh, you can't ever talk about. I've, I've seen people in, in advocate groups and stuff and say uh, there should be no more talk of say like forced sex in film or media ever and i'm like that's not gonna make it stop right (laughs) but we have to remind them make it stop you know yeah you have to remind (laughs) people that they're responsible for their actions you have to sometimes you have to show the bad so that people get and then show them getting punished for it right right so that you can be like that 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 thing and then people go oh my god my boyfriend did that and that was wrong. Or my, 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 I, I know my, my best friends, you know, like they said that their brother did something like that, that, and that's wrong, you know? So you can, because otherwise, because otherwise people live in their own little tiny bubbles and they go, I guess whatever is happening to me right this moment is okay. And, and yeah. we see that all the time on the, on online where somebody tells their story of mm-hmm. sexual assault or something and, and other people go, Oh my God. I guess that happened to me too. I, I didn't realize that that I was not in the wrong here and that they were, right? You see that all the time. So so I, again, I think that this movie is actually a really great teaching tool yeah. to be able to bring to young girls and be like, hey, do you see all this behavior that's happening? This is, a lot of it's illegal, right? And, and a lot of it is is wrong. Uh, and, and we're trying to protect the reason that we have these, that, that we, that restrictions might be placed on you is trying to protect you. But maybe, maybe if you, if, you know, maybe we can have a conversation about it versus being like no phones, right. You know, be like, Hey, this is maybe the reason we don't want you to have a phone because like you can go to jail or send someone to jail for sexting with them. Yeah. Even as an underage person, yeah. uh, it, it's it's highly illegal right, for an but, underage person but, to do in, that. But so. here's the here's the problem that I have with that is that we're punishing victims in those particular cases a lot of times. We're going after the, the wrong people. I think a lot of times, I mean, and and when we tell people that it's not okay to, oh, you you can't do that because it'll because it'll create feelings in somebody else's. You're punishing now. Now you're punishing the victim. You're you're oh, creating oh, ab- absolutely. That's why that's why I'm saying it's better it's better to yeah. show it as a conversation, right? To bring it up as a conversation piece and be like, this is the reason why 
some parents are so strict about it, but that's not the conversation that we want to have with you as a child, right? Like, yeah. let's talk about let's let's talk about the ways that people will pressure you into doing this, right? Like, it versus you doing it as a consensual, like, safe thing, right? Because because uh, a thing that most people really don't like to talk about is the fact that kids are sexual in and of themselves in their own bodies and their own brains. They right. think about sex, they masturbate, they, they do uh, sexual things, right? And they're gonna do them with other people, hopefully their own age, right? Uh, and, and right, and we, did, probably, we right. wanna make sure that adults that, don't impose their, their right. own, their and, selves and, into that exploration. Right, and, and, that, and that they are able to tell adults no, right? Or get help if an adult pressures them, and that we have to give we have to give kids a safe space to be like to come to come to adults and say uh, that man was staring at me, um, and not go to the kid and be like, well, you were wearing short shorts. What do you think would happen? Right, right. That's that's you have to you have to offer these spaces to be like the, the, the so that the kids can come forward and say that man was staring weirdly at me, so that you can go over to that man and be like, hey. She's underage. What the fuck, dude? You know, like. <laughs> or even between the ki kids of their own age, if one person wants to do something and the other doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. People yeah. just ignore that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Using, using the, again, you can use this film actually as a really great conversation starting tool with your kids. Like you can, this is a film that you can absolutely sit down and watch with your 11 year olds, right? With your 10 and 11 year olds and be like, let's talk about this, right? Like, how do you feel about this and things like that? Or, or you know, try to try to do something along those lines. I'm not saying everybody should, but it is a really great conversation starter for that type of, uh, to, to, to like try and, and figure out how they feel about that type of behavior, et cetera, and um, and make sure that they're that they're being safe, right? Because because kids should be allowed to explore, um, and kids should be allowed to to learn and grow up in in safe ways sexually. Um, but but it does need to be done in a safe environment where they aren't feeling pressured to do that. I think and it's also it's important to be open and honest with your kids too, right? I mean, hiding information from them only hurts. Only hurts them in the end. I, I think. I mean, I, I guess the the information could be age appropriate, which I guess. Uh, I mean, of course, you're not going to yeah. tell them anything that they're not interested in knowing about. I remember well, that was one thing I liked with Saber's book. Um, she has some links back here. I looked through them, and I think we have talked about in the past how we have a, a certain segment of the population that doesn't like the idea of sex education for <laughs> kindergartners. Oh my God, they're going to teach sex education, but the, the idea is always it's age appropriate. And if you look through one of her lists here, it talks. It shows groups of books for age appropriate. And like kindergartens, it's stuff about your body is your body, consent, even with hugging and stuff. You look at the titles of them. It's dealing with those issues. Which yes, that is age appropriate sex education to teach kindergartners to to their body is theirs and the idea of consent, things like that. It's not yeah, wrong. And like naming the body parts, right? It's uh... yeah. yeah. Because and that's actually that's the, the, I'm glad you brought up the naming the body parts because that's actually a huge huge problem, um, especially here in the U.S. is adults giving 
pet names or cutesy names to body parts because they're uncomfortable with saying them or uncomfortable with their child saying them. And then unfortunately, the kids don't know how to communicate that something is is wrong. Right. So so they can't be like uh, they're like they're like, oh, um, my my muffin got eaten and shit like that. And like people are like, okay, I guess what? I'm confused, right? And then later you're like, holy fucking shit, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> because you realize nobody taught them the proper words yeah. for their body parts. There's a time and right? a place for calling it a muffin, though. I'm just saying. Okay, I yes, you know, it's like like again <laughs> when you're an adult and can oh. name your own body parts. <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, but I, I remember, you know, with my kids, what, one of the things I introduced them to the Lacey Green videos, and I remember watching the Volva video um, with with my kids that, that Lacey Green did, right? That that talks about all the different parts and stuff like that. And I, and I remember um, also there was a at one point there was a whole bunch of people were making Volva cookies and stuff like that. And I think that was around the time that uh, Trump got elected, and they were you know, the pussy hats and stuff like that. And I remember yeah. making sure that my kids. You know, it, it did understand the parts and the different things like that and making sure that they, they knew where to get that information and, and stuff like that. And so I, I know with our kids, I, we were we were very much open about that stuff and, and making sure that they understood the language and making sure the resources were available. And um, and also making sure that that my kids knew that their parents were having sex and that they didn't want to do anything their parents were doing. And that's the best <laughs> birth control. It's still the best birth control. <laughs> By the way. I just want you to know, based on what we were talking about just a few moments ago, uh, that I've made uh, an important life decision. My penis's name is Tom. Tom Pooley. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, we definitely... Uh, but I don't need to know. There, there's another part of this movie that I would definitely want to talk about, and, and I think it, it, we'll just jump to it right now. And that's the part where she takes a picture of, uh, you know, of her... Um, I guess uh, you know for her vulva area, her vagina. She takes a picture of that and posts it. And yeah, and, wow. and she posts it. She <clears throat> posts it not as, not to a private audience or a friend or anything like that. She posts it to a app that is similar to Instagram. Right. Right. Which so it's against TOS. It's against uh, you know like even if she was an adult, that would be against. <laughs> against the law in a lot of cases. <laughs> is it is it against the law if you're an adult? Uh, well, it's a it, breach it, of contract it, at least, right. isn't it? Well, it's maybe maybe it's contract. a breach of the of the application's um, decency guidelines or something, right? Right. Um, and and then also because there are minors on the platform, it's not a, an 18 plus platform. You can uh, be sued for soliciting adult material mm. to children. Okay. Which which is I always find very odd the idea that you're going to charge a child with child pornography, and it's like okay that's I understand how the law could be used that way, but it's I think it's inappropriate. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I I would agree with you there. There is a lot. Ugh, God, there's so many fucking issues with this country, especially and their views <laughs> on uh their their laws about sex. Trust me, I have We're, done. We're a country of prudes. I, I keep saying we we are a country of prudes. Yes. We've had these we were, conversations we were, on many of our past podcasts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we were founded by prudes and then we continue to be prudes. Um, and it is it is quite quite a problem and our laws uh, are are anti sex at every turn. They're antiquated. Victorian influence runs deep. Yeah, they're and they're antiquated laws, a lot of them, you know. Yeah. 
It's illegal in most states to give a blowjob or to have sex in any other position other than missionary. Well, like, absolutely. Yeah. Those laws are still on the books. Texas is it's one of those laws. And, and in Texas, that, that that particular law was taken all the way to Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, uh, no, you, you can't do that. It's still in the books. It's totally unenforceable until until a time when the Supreme Court changes its mind. It says, actually, no, you can enforce that law if you want to. And then Texas is like, we're on it. Right. Yeah. And that's why they Absolutely. don't strike the laws, some of these laws from the books, too, because the, the idea is that maybe eventually the, you'll come around to their thinking and that law is already there for us. Yeah. I'm kind of isn't curious. It, has, uh, has the, have the, any of those laws ever been enforced? Like, uh, they've been, well, they've tried. A, like, a, uh, has there been a case where, like, uh, I saw him perform a blowjob? Um, there, there, um, there's a sodomy. The sodomy law in Texas was challenged. Or her perform a blowjob or whatever. So, so yeah, so sodomy uh, laws is a very, is, is a usual one. It's usually uh, used, the, the, the times that these laws are brought up is usually to attack uh, the queer community, um, almost exclusively, or um, interracial relationships as well. That was a big one for a very long time. Um, so, so never used on, uh, on the straight couples. Generally not, unless, of course, they're performing it, say, in a public space. Um, or like if they're having sex in their car, et cetera, they'll, what they'll do is just they'll charge them for public indecency. Um, and then they'll tack on, oh, by the way, it was a blowjob. And that's against the law in this state because they're trying to tack on to it as much as possible. Right. They're not they're, they're, They just want something to stick. And so a couple of the charges will get dropped. Usually stuff like that, like blowjobs are illegal. Like they'll be like, we're just going to we're just going to get them for the public indecencies and put them on the, the sex offender registry. Right. You know, like that's that's what they tend to what they tend to focus on. They don't tend to go for the other charges, but they will pile those charges on top of people that are um, under public indecency laws, et cetera. Um, there have also been instances where people or police have done things like, say, drug raids on uh, black people's homes and they were in the middle of sex. And then they were charged in addition with, uh, you know, like sodomy uh, charges or, or things of that nature because um, they were like, let's just try and get them fucked as possible, right? And so it's... Right. it's so specifically... It's shitty. It's really shitty. Texas versus uh, Lawrence versus Texas is is the one I think that I'm thinking of. It happened here in Harris County. Um, and this one all the way to the Supreme Court. And uh, let's see, uh, the law prohibits private homosexual acts, uh, sodomy, oral sex between consenting adults are unconstitutional. And this went all the way to the Supreme Court, and and they 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 struck it down. But I believe that the sodomy laws here in Texas are still on the books. I, I would guarantee that they are. <laughs> it's, it's Texas. It's Texas. It's, it's I mean, Texas. Like, like, I, I, I usually like, cause there's stuff that is, that is federal. And I know more about federal regulations and laws about sex because that's more widespread. And usually that's what pertains to pornography and things of that nature. Um, but, but I regularly will look up yeah. um, states, sex laws. And it's, it's, this, it's hilarious, this but is, also scary. This is anecdotal. But I bet you that Texas per capita has more sex shops than Colorado. <laughs> we, more, uh, it, absolutely, absolutely. I I not, not more, just larger ones. <laughs> Everything is bigger in Texas. That includes the dildos. I'll have you know. The crazy thing, though, is is that, um, and, uh, and and I don't know if stores actually follow this or not, but I know for a fact that in Texas, selling uh, they can only sell. A certain number of realistic dildos. Um, okay, that that has also been challenged, and and it, and and it's it that that that's that's gone now as well. 
was I going to that? Do they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's funny is that, you know, Ted, Ted Cruz was a certain general when that got overturned. Oh, my God. Ted Cruz is very wow. much in favor of that law, too. That, that you shouldn't, that, you know, that you, you can't own more than six dildos. Oh my God. Okay, so I got a follow-up question. You mentioned, uh, you guys mentioned earlier the missionary position. And if I understand the way that works correctly, which I probably do not, um, don't, you, don't you have to travel door-to-door riding a bicycle wearing a white short sleeve shirt? No. If, 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 not, no, if, if that's the thing really. you're into... I guess, you I know, mean, so... Here's the here. I, if we can just, I'm sorry, we're we're all over the place. There's just one more, you know. There's just a couple more things I wanted to say about the movie, and because I think that we pretty much covered at this point. I mean, the the dancing, the, these these girls were never, um, they they were never sexualized in the movie. Number one, the, the, there's there's just nothing about nothing about this movie that's sexy, not not even a little. Okay. Um. It, the other the other thing is that. It, it, this is ultimately, this is the coming of age story. This is this is a, a girl learning about herself, and and she ultimately in the in the final competition, kind of realizes that this isn't the person that that she wants to be, and and she and she walks out, and she you know she goes home and and in tears, in tears, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she's yeah. completely in tears, has a breakdown on stage, yeah, and that's yeah. an important part. <laughs> it's a very important part, I mean, but. You know, Brian. Let me let me make the point. There's nothing about the movie that's sexy, is what you're no, saying. But nothing. <laughs> but you know, there's somebody out there somewhere on the internet who's going to say challenge accepted. I, I, you know, I think is, even even pedophiles might have a hard time uh, getting into the uh, sexuality of it when it's uh, depicted in this kind of way uh, so, as so, something, so something so uncomfortable. Something that I do want to point out, because this does happen with films constantly. This is a this is a thing that is that is a regular occurrence in the um, just the general like sex sexual communities and things like that, especially with things like revenge porn and stolen pictures and leaked stuff. Uh, films who that have sex scene in them, everything uh, or or anything that somebody wants to determine is sexual, like say. Uh, even if they just have like a foot fetish and there's a film with a lot of bare feet in it, uh, they right. will cut every part of the movie out except for those scenes and then yeah. offer the, that clip, right? Yeah. That, that shortened, you know, 20 minutes of the film that shows all of those scenes. So, so I don't want to, I want to go on record saying that I recognize that there is somebody who has done that for cuties. In fact, there's probably more than yeah. one someone. There are people that are absolutely going to take this film and use it for horrible purposes. That doesn't mean that we have to say that it's a horrible film because it's fucking not. Right. And and, people are going to take stuff out of context. I I, I get that. And and like you say, if you and even the promo for this was out of context, right? Netflix already did 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 that for us. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and and it it kind of. is encouraging that like on reddit uh the the poster was banned right because they were like that we know that people are going to abuse the 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 poster that netflix uh created for their advertising um we know that people are going to abuse this image and they they banned it and they take it down every time it gets posted and things like that Um, but they don't discourage conversation about the film in a in a 
within the context of like, hey, this is all about anti-child pornography, anti-child sexualization, right. et cetera. Yeah. So, and, and again, that's, that's, I just wish more people would watch the fucking film. I know. Uh, well, I'm fairly certain um, on YouTube because I was doing, I was making those comments and videos of people attacking the film that watch the film first and see what it's really about. I'm fairly certain someone went to my videos and told me I should kill myself. Mm-hmm. I, I had two comments left on various videos on YouTube telling me I should just make the world a better place and commit suicide. After I'd left videos, after I left comments telling people to watch the movie Cooties before they judge it. Uh, I lost a, a very, very valuable networking partner um, and actually my inspiration to come out publicly as a sex worker because I've been doing uh, sex work off and on for over a decade, um, but more as like a private and not really telling people about it because of the danger. And I just... I, I was inspired by this person to come out and be like, we need to have better education about this. We need to be more public about it. We need to make it a normal thing. We need to make it a normal, normal thing. It's a regular oh. job, just like everybody else's, um, et cetera. So they inspired me to come out about that. And then they were like, unfriend me if you watched Cuties because it's child. Right. And, and I, was like, yeah. I was like, hold on, hold on. I did watch it. And I can assure you it's not. And they didn't even give it, give me a chance. They just blocked me on every platform. Um, it was, it was heartbreaking because, uh-huh. because I know that they know better, right? Because they are such a strong liberal feminist, right? And all they needed to do was to watch them. And I know that they would have not, they would have not felt that way, but they uh-huh. didn't, didn't bother. So, so it's, wow. it's one of those things where it's like, I just, I just have to, and again, I keep telling people if they're like, I can't watch it because it'll be too triggering for me because of something that they went through as a child, hundred percent. That movie, the movie is, is a rough watch for me because I was that girl, right? I was raised in a conservative religious setting. I was raised to be a mom for my younger brothers. I was that girl that saw other girls dancing sexy and was like, oh, my God, I wish I could be like them and be their friends. And then I practiced dancing in my bathroom secretly in the dead of night. Like this is this is literally it's my story in a lot of ways. And so it's it's one of those things. And then eventually I became a, a sex worker. Right. You know, like, so, yeah. She, well, she, like, you know, let, let, uh, let me tell you, one, one of the reasons that I didn't watch too far before and I continue with it because it did make me very uncomfortable. And I felt like, oh, OK, I'm going to have to, like, uh, nerve myself up to, to get through through this and get it over with. And, and that never came about. And so, like, I haven't had your experience, uh, but even for somebody who hasn't, this is a very uncomfortable movie. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's like it's like if you if you start watching it and you're like, oh, shit, this is not for me right, to be able to get through this film, or maybe I need to break it up into pieces. I, I just want to encu- I want to encourage people to watch the film or to look up uh, discussions about the film on their own terms in ways that make them feel emotionally comfortable, right, because that's, that is very important, but don't, you don't, don't buy into the QAnon bullshit. Don't buy into this concept that if we show or talk about children doing anything adult, right? Anything that could be considered a, like a, a sexual thing, uh, that it is evil and that it is porn. Because all you're doing is supporting the notion that things outside of an actual sexual context is porn. And that's a violation of consent <laughs> and a violation of people's power. 
and a yeah. violation of their bodies. Because it's like if because now what you're doing is, is you're encouraging you're saying, I believe that when a little girl is walking down the street in what I determine to be sexy clothing, mm. right? That she's wrong. Right. Well, yeah, you're you're supporting that notion if you're saying that this film is is porn, pornographic, right? Dra- drag queen story time is probably a good example of that. Drag queens in and of themselves are not necessarily sexual, but how dare you have a drag queen come and read the story to kids? It's a costume. <laughs> yeah, but it's a bunch of breeders that are complaining about that. <laughs> I, I know. It, it's always the breeders. It's uh, <laughs> breeders. And so I, you know, I, I know straight drag queens who have kids. The, yeah, the, the, but in, in our society, we're suspicious of anything that has even a slight touch of sexuality to it, aren't yep. we? Because we're prudes. Oh, yeah. And and again, I I, I I just keep going back to the to the idea that these people do not understand that literally every object around them is sexual. Look to your left. I don't care what that item is to your left. Someone has made porn with it. Look to your right. <laughs> someone has made porn with that. And not even necessarily like penetration. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up porn uh, uh, that includes analgesic gels right now. <laughs> I, yes. Uh, oh man, right. our so trisexual up there. It's 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 like everything everything is can be sexualized. Sure. And it's up to you to take a step back and say that's not in a sexual context, right? Yeah. It's it's okay it's okay to, it's okay to consensually sexualize things that adults do in a sexual context. If somebody is uploading a clip of their feet just propped up on a on a chair on Pornhub, then then that's sexual, right? Because they put it on Pornhub. If you're going on Facebook and you're browsing through somebody's vacation pictures and jacking off to them, fuck you. Stop that. <laughs> they did not consent to you doing that. <laughs> right? So 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 if you're so if you're forcing things into a sexual context, uh, that's why. If you're looking at things if, you know that that's like not the, that there's anything wrong with masturbating and thinking about a person that you know. Oh no 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 that's that's fine. But using using their photos and things like that when they didn't consent to being a sexual um, inspiration for you is yeah that's not cool. It's really it's it's not it's not great. Um, there's so much free porn on the internet, right? And and and. A lot of times you will say that you will see that there are people um, who do post selfies and they're like, they're like, hope you think of me tonight or something, even if they aren't a sex worker, right? Because they, because they want to encourage that. Like there's so many sites for you, like go on FetLife, go on, go on Pornhub. There's, there's, ask if, if the, your friend has um, a, a sexy Instagram or find their sexy Instagram or whatever, right? Like people consensually post photos to these platforms that they know people are getting off to, right? They know, right? Because they're doing, but they're doing it in a consensual way. There's so many options out there for you to do that. There's no reason for you to be like, let me be creepy over here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's- I mean, like, I think uh, think it doesn't even matter what the person's age is. If you're just creepily staring at them and drooling, it's like, uh, dude, right? Right, exactly, exactly. There, um, it's it's a it's a lack of social awareness uh, that needs to be corrected, uh, and can be corrected. A lot of people like to go, 
oh, that guy. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just kind of weird. We just kind of like go around it, right? Or like, oh yeah, she's kind of pushy, right? She kind of like pushes up on you and like tries to. It's just her, right? You know, people people will make excuses all the time for people that cross those social boundaries and try to push sexualization onto you um, or try to sexualize you to your face or, you know, et cetera. Um, and it's like, we cannot stop making excuses. Just just stop. Like, just go, go, hey, that, that behavior is not cool. Uh, learn how to not do that, right? <laughs> I, uh, I listened to a story uh, over this weekend about a guy who was a little younger than the person writing the story. And he would always find ways to be in physical contact with her, mm -hmm. you know, just, just little, like he'd touch a shoulder or he'd put his, he'd lay on her lap or things like that. And she was not comfortable with it, ended up reporting him. And his, you know, his response was that he was a little bit autistic and he just doesn't understand you know, doesn't understand social cues, and I'm like, it's I, I have too many friends on. who I have too many friends who are artistic, and I am possibly on the spectrum myself. We're currently attesting to figure that out. That is not an excuse. No. <laughs> so you, you social, social skills are a learned skill set. You can learn them. You should learn them. Uh, yep. If you don't know how, ask one of your more social friends to teach you. Like literally, go to them and say, hey you seem to really have a good handle on social interaction and social skills. I have people do this with me because I have trained so hard to appear uh, normal as it were um, in conversations and in public speaking because I am a performer and this is what I do. And I have to appear like I know what I'm doing and I'm not awkward and I'm hella fucking awkward. I really am. Um, and, and, and it's like, and they're like, I want to learn these, those same skills. And I'm like, great. Let me give you a rundown. Here's some books, um, mostly on like reading body language and vocal tone and facial expressions. Like all of those things are stuff that you can physically learn just because you didn't learn them as a kid from getting the right amount of socialization with your peers or whatever. Um, doesn't mean you can't learn them now as an adult and stop being a creep. <laughs> So to, well, to bring it as a part of the process, though the learning yeah. process, to bring you have it, to be told, hey, you're, you're you're going a little too far with it. All right, let's bring it back to the movie. Let's let's try yeah, to finish sorry. up a little bit here. Well, I was gonna I was gonna quick call back to that no. the whole object to the left thing, dumbass. I'm gonna need your help with this. It's an empty pop tart box. Oh God. Is okay. That a accepted? Yeah. See, uh -huh. you're, you're you're dealing with mine is a, a mine is a, a, a nose hair trimmer. So. Um, okay. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I, 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 All right, guys. Yeah, don't look that up. Um. <laughs> so the Rotten Tomatoes. I I, I looked at I looked decided to look the the movie up on Rotten Tomatoes because you know I because I was interested to see um, what the you know what the critic reviews versus the audience reviews are and it's stark. So the the reviewers the people that have looked at this critically, eighty five percent. Audience reviews, 14%. And there's 2,097 of them. And you got to wonder how many people watched the movie. The critics did, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Okay. But, and then um, we had people on Rotten Tomatoes pre-posting bad reviews of, of uh, The Rise of Skywalker long before the movie came out. Right. Just because, to, yeah. 
Yeah. Just to, to you know, basically tar it with a bad brush. Right, but the fact that the 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 fact that people watching the movie, the critics, eighty five percent, this is a good movie. People, but but people aren't giving it a chance, and 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 it's uncomfortable as hell to watch. I had to do it in sections. I had to keep stopping it and walking away from my computer, come back and you know and go. Th- I mean that 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 montage of the dancing after the laser tag scene, so cringy. So hard to watch that whole montage of all the dance moves and stuff like that that they were putting together. Um, it, 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 it's, it's cringy, and it's supposed to be. And, and the thing is, is that they did such a good job of putting the movie together to accomplish a, a particular goal that they wanted to accomplish, and it's being used in, for, for, for the opposite purpose. To say that it's promoting something that it's absolutely not promoting is, is extremely unfortunate. You, you can't even you can't even you know make a, a a movie you know talking about you know subjects w- without them turning it on you. I mean it's it's crazy. It, how else do you do this movie without without those scenes? You don't. But for these people, you don't want to admit it to reality. Yeah, that that's a big you, thing. You make it a serious movie called the John <laughs> Benet Ramsey story. Oh God. Yeah. So Ted Cruz has called for the, you know, for uh, for Bill Barr to investigate, you know, Netflix, you know, for for distributing child pornography, essentially, which, of course, won't go anywhere. And, and they know it. Right. They, they must. I, I think even Ted Cruz is, is self-aware enough to know that that's not what the movie is doing. But because it plays well with his base, of course, he's doing it. Bill Barr. Who knows what, what Bill Barr will actually do? I suspect nothing. Right. Well, yeah, but I don't think anybody ever accused Bill Barr of being, uh, uh, you know, political, personally aware. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So we we, we, we know. Also, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna say I think it's also really really important to um, point out because a lot of people are comparing this to other films that have had uh, child sexualization scenes in them, um, and the majority of those films were made by old white men, and this film is the story of and was made by a black woman. The story is hers. Yeah. The story is is literally her own victimhood, right? Her own story. And the fact that there's so many people telling her you cannot show your lived experiences, right? You're not allowed to show how you viewed the world. As because 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 again, as I'm watching this film, I'm like, that's how I was. You know, like I, I loved the scene where she's she, they they go the the girls tease her about having no butt, right? Yeah. So then she's sitting there and she's watching all of her aunties and all of the other women in her building and things like that walk by, and she's looking at their butts, and I'm like, I did that. Right. <laughs> like, okay. You do that because, because it's like you're like you, you start comparing yourself yeah. to other and people are like, oh, my God, look at them. They're they're showing these close ups of asses. It's like, yeah, they're showing you yeah. what she sees. They're yeah. showing you what she sees. And if you want to if you want to go, that's not what young women do. It's like, oh, you don't know any young women right? <laughs> like they don't talk to you. <laughs> How about the scene where the guy where they where he, the, the classmate slaps her on the ass as she's walking down the uh, walking, you know, um, when she's walking up to the, the blackboard and he blames her for him doing that. Right. I mean, and then both wow. of them get in trouble for it as well. Right. Like obviously it's, she 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 uh, accelerated the, the situation. Right. Yeah. She, she stabbed she, him. You know, she escalated it. Yeah. Um, but but they both were going to get in trouble 
no matter what. Yeah. Right? And, like, and so he, that's why yeah. she escalated it because she was like, well, then I'm going to get my fucking digs in here. Well, right. right. And in some ways I, I don't blame her, but the idea that that, that young, that young boy would think it was okay because of a picture that she posted is crazy. Right. And, and, but you, we see that kind of mentality. Well, she was asking for it. She was wearing a short skirt. Yeah, but Brian, you're forgetting the uh, the very important legal principle that boys will be boys. Oh, my God. Affluenza or something? Boys will be boys is them deciding to put jelly on a slip and slide. <laughs> yes. Not, not slapping 11-year-olds' asses. Right, but, we, <laughs> but here's the thing. There is, a, there is a definitely a distinct problem that we scapegoat young men in this country, and instead of telling them that raping is not okay, that it's not okay to touch a person, you know, we're, we're not being strong enough in, in our language when we're dealing with, with some people, and they have this idea that, you know, when somebody acts a certain way, that it entitles them to do something. Absolutely. Um, I, I had, uh, you know, multiple, I had five brothers, and uh, grew up in a setting where I was told constantly, you can't wear that. You can't do that. You can't say that. You can't. I had to start doing my own laundry at a very young age because my mother was like, "Your brother, my brother, who did the laundry at our house, um, every he he did everyone else's laundry, right? But he, but I had to do my own because he would see my pants. What is isn't that crazy? That, that would be inappropriate. And and it's like, and then when I when I got my period, I had to immediately wrap everything up, put it in a plastic bag, and take it to the outside trash. Because uh, my brothers were the ones that took out the trash, and they might see the menstrual products and then think of my vagina, and that would be horrible. This, right? this, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this idea that you're responsible for how you look or how you dress makes somebody else feel is fucking hypocrisy, and, yes. and it really pisses me off. The, the, the these ideas that, and we see it all the time, you know. Well, you can't dress like that because of how you know young men. It's like you give them ideas. We should. Yeah, it should I mean, be giving I, I, them I ideas. I know. Anytime I ever saw any of my sister's menstrual products, my mind immediately went to her vagina. <laughs> uh, you, just, you just can't help it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing, though, is, is that, that, that these these and, and again, that's like that, that's a personal anecdote. But but I've heard that story, similar stories, or people going through young women going through situations like that constantly where they were like, I had to hide this. I wasn't allowed to talk about that. Um, I had to buy my products on my own, not with the regular grocery run because my dad was there with me Um, or, or whatever, whatever it is, right? Like there's, we're, we're teaching, we're teaching young women, your bodies are shameful. You're not allowed to have any sort of exploration, right? Uh, you you are responsible for the men in your life, whether it be friends, family, um, strangers, wh- how they react to you and what they do around you. And they are not at fault, right? It's not even just like, look, you're both at fault. It's you're at fault for, for making them commit the action, right? Or for thinking the thought. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the thought to begin with, it's fucked up. So could, 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 we, could we start shaming young men for that more or no because we, we, we can't we can't victimize thought crimes we, we can't we can't we can't we can't punish for thought crimes right i think we got to acknowledge that sometimes uh, we all have uh, fucked up thoughts it's a thought that we decide yeah. to act on and we've got to 
Yeah, uh, I want to clear, sure I wanna clarify. It's not, that's, that's, not, that's not what I was trying to get at. It's more like uh, being able to take a thought, right? You see something and you go, oh, wow, I wish I could, you know, like uh, to take it away from the sexual side of things. All of us at one time or another has been like, fuck that guy. He just cut me off. I want to run my car into him, right? And well, you I, I live in Houston. I live in Houston. I have that thought regularly. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't drive aggressively. So I drive passive aggressively. So I just resent them and remember their license plate for about thirty-five seconds uh, until I forget it. Is there anything we're missing? Is there any any other piece of this movie we need to cover? Have, have we have we got have we have we mentioned all the pieces that we need to? Have we talked about? I mean, we have a lot of stories in here. Is, is there any, is there a piece we need to cover before before we end this? I think we've skimmed most of it to some level. Yeah, I'm. I really, really, just going through the movie and and, and the scenes in the movie. I mean, I I have, I have five pages of notes from the movie, uh, and and I didn't, you know, we didn't cover them all. Like we didn't cover the cutting onion scene because I did want to make some culinary notes about that, but I decided to skip it. <laughs> <sighs> if you're crying while cutting onions, you, you your knife is too dull and you're not using it properly. I'm sorry. You don't have to cry when you're cutting onions. There there are ways around it. Yeah, she I, yeah. You know, I, I saw that Julia Child moved out. <laughs> she was definitely crying while cutting onions. <laughs> yeah, because they, you watch they're doing it wrong. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm using the uh the 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 uh fallacy of appeal to comedy so Oh, is that okay, that fallacy? Yeah. They, that you were coming up with on the fly, but had to put it together slowly. That fallacy. Yes. Yeah. That would be that fallacy. That, that fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then we, we this this has gone long. Saver, Sorry, thank just, you. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. she's got one. Wait, hold on. Saver's got one more thing. Did we? Let let but Saver's I, got. I think we covered it quite enough. Okay. Saver's got you one know, more I, thing. I, I did, I yeah, Mac. Sorry. I'm sorry, Saver. I can't go. No, it's okay. It's totally. It's totally okay. I just. I want to say one thing that, that I've been saying so much that this film is really great for young women to watch and families to watch, right? Like, like uh, parents of daughters with their daughters and stuff. But I also think it's really important to watch it with young men as well, to see all the various reactions that the men have to the, the girls, right? You, you have, you have the, the guy who leered at them, right. And let them go after they broke into the, laser arcade right uh you have you have her cousin who's like what the fuck is wrong with you when she starts trying to be sexual towards him right he he in that instance was like did exactly the right thing like he could have been nicer about it he could have been calmer about it but obviously it was a very tense situation but he did not take advantage of her at that time yeah uh the boy who got wrongfully filmed right knew that that was wrong he wasn't like like he didn't, he, he was like, fuck you for trying to, to film my, my dick. The boys who went up to the girls and were like, how old are you? And they, and she was like 11 and they went, oh, you're too young and walked away. Right. Yeah. There, there's actually a, some really good examples of like, here's what you do when an 11 year old right. does, it, it tries to, because, because kids will emulate the people who are around them and they will try to act more adult and they will, they will do that. Right. Necessarily trying to get, you know, like eleven-year-olds are not trying to get twenty-year-olds into bed. That's 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 a false a false porn narrative of, of like 
oh, just turned 18. Let's fuck this 40 year old. Uh, that's that's a porn. That's a porn narrative. Let's let's try to try to ignore that. But um, but there are good examples in the film for how a young man should react to being put in that type of a situation. And so I think it's really important for young men to watch it as well. All right. Very good. All right. Well, I think at that point we we have to we have to say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. And that's another one in the can, Mac. There's another one in the can. <laughs> If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.